Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's pick up our story with Father Flint. He's walking toward the garden behind Colin Brock's mansion. Father, you see over a dozen people here, and they all need to be saved. You are in a bout of madness that compels you to help these people. Are you going to walk toward them? I feel like we're at the point where I 
don't necessarily have the full control over like my mobility. I'm not trying to sneak around. I'm not trying to be covert in any way like we did the past few hours. Because there's no, I mean, it's not, I, this is Brandon. I, there's no reason for me not to, right? There's no self-preservation at this point. I don't think so. That's cool. In addition to these people in the garden, you do see Ellie, or what looks like Ellie, but she's suspended in the air. It's like an afterimage of Ellie has been burned onto the fabric of reality. This is beyond strange. And you'll see Grace near Ellie's image. Yeah, she's looking at it and talking to it. Can you orient me real fast? Where is Ellie compared to me? She's on your left side, about 50 feet away. She's inside this large circle that's surrounded by plants. I feel like I would make my way towards Ellie, the one person I recognize, but also kind of being like, I'm here to save you, I'm here to save you, not being very clear on who I'm here to save. Yeah, and when you start walking toward Ellie and Grace... This is going to catch someone else's attention. Great. You're not sure who this is, but a man in a fine black suit begins heading in your direction. There's something wrong with him. He's old, but it's more than that. And he's walking away from Dust Devil, who you have met before. He's going to tip his hat to you as he approaches. Well, howdy there, mister. Are you lost? Are you talking... Are you talking to me? He looks around almost mockingly. (laughs) May I help you with something? This is a private gathering. You understand. I guess I should introduce myself. I am Father Flint Westwater. I am here to save you all. (laughs) Now he picks up his pace a bit and he's closing distance on you. Well, this is wonderful news because we have great interest in being saved. (laughs) You're a holy man? I am wearing my collar. But no shirt. I think I'm wearing coveralls, no shirt, but with a collar. (laughs) It's such a look. What fucking boy (laughs) band are you in? (laughs) You're not sure who this is or what he might want with you. Come on over here. Let me take a good look at you. Okay. Yeah, because I just have, I have no idea. I know who Dust Devil is. I don't know who Brock is, just by his face. That's right. He doesn't have like a Bob's Big Boy ceramic statue of himself <laughs> outside the mansion or anything. <laughs> and why are you here, Father Flint? I'm here to save you. The Lord has placed it on my heart that you and the people here need my help and need my saving. And that's it. That is the only purpose that I have. And you're very close to this man now, standing almost toe-to-toe. I'm going to put my hand on his forehead, like I did earlier. (laughs) The same by the power of Christ compelling me to save him. Because I think he's just another cultist. I think he's just another one of the the people. Okay, (laughs) I'll let you do that. You die instantly. (laughs) (laughs) you put your hand on his forehead and you notice it's cold not only does this man's face look wrong 
everything about him seems a little bit off, rather unnatural. And he's studying you. His eyes are narrowing. Well, I'm so glad to have met you because I think it's working, Father. And you do notice the skin on his face is tightening. I'm glad to have met you too. What did you say your name was? Oh, you can call me Father Brock. Father Brock. You wouldn't happen. (laughs) It sounds like you're writing it in a journal. (laughs) (laughs) Met a different father on the path today. (laughs) Father Brock. Your first name wouldn't happen to be Colin, would it? I am one in the same. Odd. Very odd. Now, you mentioned that you're here to save us. Well, to be honest, I could use your help right now, Father. Uh, By all means, the Lord has made it my only mission to save the people here. I think we're cut from the same cloth, so to speak. So to speak, indeed. (laughs) I have a similar charge, Father, but we have an outsider in our midst, and I have been unable to save him myself. Okay. He gestures to a man lying on the ground in a pool of blood. He's inside that circle where Ellie is suspended, but he's further from you. And Brock will attempt to lead you by the hand. He wants you to get closer to this man. Give me a spot hidden roll. 52, which is nothing. I have a 25 spot hidden. Yeah. Okay. Based on the clothing that's crumpled on the ground, you'll have a pretty good idea that this is Lance and that he's dead. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Mm. We've had the most interesting day, Father, and unfortunately it ended with tragedy. This man was hurt due to a misunderstanding. That seems good and normal. And he continues to lead you toward this body on the ground. As you get closer and closer, you can see Lance's face and his cold eyes. There's this faint wisp of black mist coming off of his clothing. You got here just in time, Father. I think this man needs saving. He he needs your help. Do you know him? I need to get a closer look, but I do believe I've encountered him on my travels. Well, that's good. Get right in there, Father. And you'll see that the pool of blood surrounding the body, it's begun to dry up and coagulate. You can see that Lance has been shot in the chest. I won't take any more sanity for Lance's death since you are in a bout of madness. I don't know this man as well as you do, I suspect. I I don't have the words to help him. But maybe it's not too late for you to bless him, Father. Heal this man. I would normally say the last rites, but if you believe this man can be healed, I will instead say a prayer for the dying. And and I would be honored to help save him in any way I can. Fantastic. Do you mind if I translate your blessing for some of our guests? By all means. I do appreciate you, Father. I I know this is a great burden for me to ask this upon just meeting you. (laughs) 
O God, great and omnipotent judge of the living and the dead, we are to appear before you after this short life to render an account of our works. Give us the grace to prepare for our last hour by a devout and holy life and protect us against a sudden and unprovided death. Let us remember our frailty and mortality that we may always live in the ways of your commandments. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mortas te subjugare. And Father Flint is going to experience something interesting. (laughs) Great, yes. I I can only imagine. Storm clouds begin to roll in from the mountains, and the fingers on Lance's body begin trembling. They're jittering, and you notice this as you're kneeling beside him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the mist that was lightly floating around his body, it's thickening and animating. And Lance's eyes slowly roll forward in his head, Father. (laughs) And he digs those jittering fingertips into the dirt and pushes himself upright. Sure. And once Lance is sitting up fully, he turns his head towards you and locks eyes, Father. And he opens his mouth to speak. Well, Father Flint, how nice of you to join us. Uh, I recoil, obviously. This seems like Lance to you, Father. It seems like Lance. And Brock is going to step forward, and he'll put a hand on your shoulder. By God, you did it! I can't believe it! You you truly are here to save us, Father. Okay, give me a psychology roll for Flint on Brock's behavior. Psycho. Okay. I rolled a 54. I only have a 20, so... Okay, yeah. Brock seems sincere. He believes that you've saved Lance. And Lance, I believe, just asked you what took you so long. Gotcha. You can you can play that audio clip again. <laughs> oh, that's not a clip. I asked Jay to be here in case you did this. <laughs> He's talking to you. Oh, shit. Surprise, surprise. Holy shit. I didn't even realize. I just have it. What's up, man? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I was doing pretty good, and now I'm just uh, completely caught off guard. But I guess with the psychology role, I'm really, I think I'm the hottest shit of all time, right? I think I actually did this. Yeah, I think so. Lance, uh, how are you? Oh my gosh. I can't believe that actually worked. I don't. Uh, this is Colin Brock. This is the man that we were looking for. This is the man that you were looking for. Well, I think we were a bit misunderstood. I I think you'll find out that uh, Colin Brock is uh, quite a special man and seems you're special as well. In what way? What did he do to you? Why were you lying like this? Uh, We had a bit of a disagreement, but we sorted it out now. Jesus. Loves you. (laughs) (laughs) I would never expect you to say that. Now I turn to, to Brock. Now what would you want me to do? What must I do now? Well, there's so much opportunity for you here, Father Flint. Once Grace is finished here, and he (laughs) gestures to her, she's still interacting with that image of Ellie. We'll send you through our basic cleansing ritual. It's nothing you can't handle. We're about to change the world, Father. We have something special here. 
there is 100% something here. I, I can't believe it myself. I really don't know what to think. What is this next step? What must I do? You have the gift. You have power. But first, we need to cleanse you of your sins. I have many. He's looking you up and down. <laughs> You've deviated from your path, haven't you, Father? I can't deny that. I can't deny that. Walk with me inside the house, and we'll begin. If you're willing, Brock is going to walk you into the house, and Lance will walk alongside you. All right. Okay, he walks you through the back doors of the house, pushing through this group of onlookers. And once you're inside, he'll guide you to a room that's just two doors down on the right. It's like a bathroom, but much bigger, and the layout is a bit odd. The floor is stone and tile, and there's a circular pattern surrounding a large tub, and that basin looks to be in the exact center of the room. Am I able to kind of survey the room a little bit further? You do smell incense burning here. It's giving off a particularly pleasing scent. There is bench seating alongside the tub on the left, and all along the walls you see benches. There's this long shelf running along the back wall, and it holds bottles and beakers that are filled with ointments and various colors of liquid. None of it seems to be labeled. There are some canisters that look like they have powder. It's more like a chemistry lab than a bathroom, but there is that big tub, which seems to be waiting for you, Father. But at the moment, it's not full. Brock gestures for you to take a seat on the bench near the tub. Lance will stay to keep you company, and once Grace is finished outside, well, she'll come in and get you cleaned up. You know, get out of these dirty clothes, and uh, you're, you're free to pick any robe that you'd like. You're not modest, are you, Father? Uh, I've not been called that before, no, sir. I kind of look at Lance, because I'm, I guess, going to just take off whatever clothes I still have. What kind of robes are they? They are terry cloth. <laughs> <laughs> They're parachute sheet robes. <laughs> They're not cult robes. They're bathrobes. Gotcha. Okay, okay. There's no reason for me not to do it, I guess is what I'm trying to... I'm trying to create reasons for me not to do it, and there is no physical reason or mental reason why Flint should not, at this point, just strip down and be prepared for whatever cleansing ceremony this sounds like is a good idea. While you wait for Grace to arrive, let's cut to Ellie, who was last seen outside with Grace. Now, Ellie feels a falling sensation just before opening her eyes. This uncontrollable jerk of the right leg brings her back into consciousness. And the last thing Ellie remembers is Grace approaching, and she was chanting these strange words. This was all just after Lance... Well, Ellie remembers that all too well. Oh, right. Lance. <laughs> but now you're someplace else, Ellie. This is dark. It's cramped. It doesn't seem quite like a coffin, but that might be the nearest reference point. Ah, wonderful. 
Yeah, you're confined to this long, narrow box, and there's black mist swirling around you. You're wearing different clothes now. Maybe it's a robe. And you don't have any of your possessions. Alex, give me a power roll for Ellie as you try to get your bearings here. That's a 44. Pass. Finally. Okay. With that, a wave of nausea overcomes you as the particles dance under your skin again. They seem to be moving upward. Suddenly, you spit up a mass of dirt flecks and sand and tiny bits of gravel. (coughs) And as you're lying there stiff on your back, most of this comes back down onto your own face. But at least you feel free from whatever it is that possessed you. I'll wipe the dirt off my face if I can. Yeah, you can squirm around and get an arm free and wipe your face. So where am I, Cup? Can I see anything else? Give me a spot hidden roll. I failed. 32. And I'm not going to spend luck on this. Okay, it's really too dark to see anything else, but you do hear a hissing sound. Oh god, are there snakes in there? (laughs) No, no. It sounds unnatural. There's this mechanical whirring with that hissing. And the mist is beginning to dissipate just a bit. Can I use my free arm to feel around in the box? Yeah, the sides of the container, they're smooth, they're cool to the touch. And as your hand moves toward the top of the box, there is something here, something inset. It feels like glass. Do I have anything to break the glass? No, not really. Your hand... Okay, I'll bang on the glass. As you draw back your arm to bang on the glass, a cover slides over the top of that opening, and light fills the chamber. The light is harsh, it hurts your eyes, and it takes several seconds for them to adjust. But when they do, you see this wizened old face staring at you through the porthole above. This is a man, and his lips are blue. His face seems to be crumbling in on itself, This is Colin Brock. Sort of. And he taps the glass with a single brittle blue fingernail and smiles at you. Gross, I close my eyes again. Hush don't you cry. Go to sleep, my little baby. When you wake, you shall have All the pretty little horses. Give me a sanity check. I passed, barely. Okay, I won't take any points for this. And Brock does slide the cover back over the glass. And that whirring sound intensifies. It feels, Ellie, like you're falling through this hidden compartment in the box almost like a magician's cabinet. And as you fall, you hear Colin. Let him live, Ellie. Give him your breath. Let the universe open and swallow you up. And just like that, you are running, Ellie. You're running through a long, dark hallway. 
the walls here are angling inward toward you with unevenly spaced doors on each side. The doors are different colors, shapes, and sizes. They're carved from different woods. They have different poles and levers. Some have knockers of beasts or flowers, and some are plain. All of them are oddly familiar. And there's this scratching sound in the walls. At first, it reminds you of rats, but this is more intense, isn't it? And it's everywhere. Now, the end of the hallway far ahead of you is a shifting and warping void, and it appears to be moving away from you as fast as you can run toward it. You said the doors are familiar. What do you mean? Well, you feel like you've seen all of these doors before. Not like this, but these are doors from your ordinary life. At least some of them are. Give me a spot hidden roll. Nine. That's a hard success. Very nice. As you're running through this hallway, you do recognize a door to your bedroom, the bedroom from your old house when you were a kid. Okay, I guess I'll open that one. You creak open the door, and then it's very strange. You're now deep inside the room, and you seem to be inside some kind of wooden cage, and there are bars running up and down in front of you. This is hauntingly familiar, but it feels odd. Give me an intelligence check. 63. Success. You realize, Ellie, that you're inside a crib. It's your crib. And you're very small. You can't be more than a toddler's size. And you hear your father. He's having a conversation with another man. They're distant. They're in another room right now. It's barely detectable. I want to climb out of the crib. Okay, I love that. Give me a climb roll, and I will give you a bonus die since you recognize this is a crib, and it's familiar, and I like what you're doing. Okay, I passed with one of them on a 19. Okay, you are able to hoist yourself up and over the crib railing, and you can drop down onto the floor. Where would you like to go? It sounds like your dad and the other man are approaching now from the other room. Is there a closet or somewhere I could hide? Yeah, there is a small closet. The door is barely open, and you'll know, Ellie, that's filled with clothing and some toys. All right, I'll go in there and try to hide. Try to blend in like E.T. <laughs> okay. Give me disguise or stealth, whichever's higher. Probably stealth. Yeah, I'm the base in both. And I failed that. Okay, you crawl into this closet, and you feel pretty well hidden among these toys, and there are several toys here. Uh, some of them are less familiar to you, Ellie. In fact, you'll notice that the faces on some of the dolls, they look like your friends. Yeah, you see Lance's face, but most of it's been scratched away. And Jeremiah it looks almost like a clown. It has bulging eyes and a menacing red mouth. It's filled with real teeth, but they don't look like Jeremiah's teeth, not the way you remember them. 
And the father Flint doll, it's missing all of its clothing, and its eyes are completely white. There are no pupils. And the Johnny doll, it has these oversized ears, and you know, it's kind of funny looking, but it's also missing a foot, you notice. And he's wearing this expression of anguish. They feel alive. Ellie, why are they all looking at you? Why is this so disturbing? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and you do hear those men, your father and the other man, inside your room now. And your dad calls out. Ellie, where is she? And there is one more thing in the clutter here, as you're poorly hiding in the closet. It's this ornate box covered with paintings of horse skeletons. And there's a key sticking out of that box. I'll pick that up slowly. Give me a luck roll. Seriously? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, I failed. Okay, you're cupping the box gently in your hands when the top springs open, Ellie, and a ballerina slowly rotates at the center of the box. It's not just rotating, though. The dancer's arms are moving freely. They're flowing. And the ballerina smiles at you, Ellie, as the music plays. And that smile widens and widens and widens, revealing these rows of sharp teeth, until finally the smile is so wide that the ballerina's head splits and the outer layer oozes down and settles at her feet, revealing a twisted skeleton. Oh, God. And the rotating mechanism that spun the ballerina, it's now catching on her flesh. Hmm. What the hell, Cup? <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. She's in here, Colin. And your dad throws open the closet door and lifts you from the pile of toys, then sets you back down inside the crib. How'd you get all the way over there? She's scared, Colin. We can't do this. Not yet. And Brock is looking into your eyes, Ellie. Hush by, don't you cry. Go to sleep, my little baby. And then you notice a shadow. It grows like creeping vines behind the two men. And it's covered in a thousand glowing yellow eyes. Oh, God. It's still a shadow, but you could swear you see muscle, sinew, and bone beneath the darkness. Give me a power roll for Ellie. I got a 60. Okay, you failed that, but you could use luck here. <laughs> or you can be dead. <laughs> How much luck do I have left? I have you at 38. Yeah, let's spend it. Yeah. Okay, so you're down to 28 luck, and you pass your power roll. Let's think about this. 
What would Dorothy say? At that moment, Brock plunges his hand into the crib, into your stomach, Ellie, and you feel this crawling void enter your body. That figure behind your dad and Brock, it bursts into a wild mass of tentacles that suffocate both men with a ferocity that shakes the room. But instead of descending upon you, Ellie, the crawling thing recoils and slinks away out of the room. And you feel that sensation of falling again as the crib walls dissolve into dirt. Let's check in with Father Flint. Okay, Father Flint was waiting for Grace to come help him with the cleansing process. And you were sitting on a bench with Lance. Yeah, and then I I kind of am looking at Lance. Obviously, he's kind of bloody. Does he want to change too? Does he want to be cleansed too? I mean, Lance, how how do you feel? Do you want to I I feel perfectly fine. I have, I feel like I've already been cleansed to be truthful. Do you want to wash off the the blood on your on your shirt? Would you like me to wash off the blood on my shirt? I, 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 I'm not going to make you do something you don't want to do, but it feels like something. If it would make you feel more comfortable, then I can go find a place to clean off a little bit. I, I honestly would rather you stick around here then for a moment, just so I'm not alone in this room. I understand. <laughs> so the two of you can sit there on the bench side by side. <laughs> Me naked, him bloody. Well, you can have a robe if you'd like. I have a robe. After roughly 15 minutes, somebody knocks on the bathroom door. It's like at the doctor's office when they just knock to announce themselves and come in anyway. The door opens and in walks Grace. Hello, Father. It's so good to see you again. We should begin. It is fine to see you as well. I'm trying. So she was where when we uh, when you rode into Olvido as a group. Grace greeted you. She introduced herself as the community leader, and she was the first person you talked to here. Gotcha. And was saying like we're setting up a big thing, and like Colin Brock is. Yeah, she basically told you to be patient. She wasn't all that helpful, to be honest. She told you, Flint, that they strive for prosperity through a higher purpose here in Olvido. Yeah. And you will notice that Grace is carrying a bucket of steaming water. There are a few workers trailing in behind her, and they are also carrying buckets. Grace does add some kind of black powder from that back shelf, and then they begin filling the tub. Okay. Do let us know if the water is too hot. Have you been enjoying your stay at the mansion? I can't say I've been en- I've been enjoying it, but but this might be a good first start. If nothing else, you've reunited with your friend. I thought and Grace, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I thought I saw another of my friends with you earlier. Was that was that Ellie? Was that Sheriff? I'm glad you mentioned that. We're looking for Ellie. She's done some sort of spell. Is she a sorceress? I have been with her enough, and I I could say almost resoundedly that that she is not, actually. That's an odd thing for you to say. 
She got herself into a magical tizzy, but Father Brock can figure it out, I'm sure. A magical tizzy. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie left an image of herself behind. We just need to find her body. Okay, that sounds very believable, and I have no reason to question it otherwise. Okay, and they're continuing to fill the bath until it's about two-thirds full. Then the workers quickly exit the room, and Grace is lingering. She handed her empty bucket to one of the helpers. Now, Father, I need you to relax. We're going to do a short cleansing process, and then you'll feel good as new. Yes, it sounds wonderful. What does it entail? The bath is the final step. It'll help calm your bones. Is the water visibly, like, boiling or or anything like that? Like, would I have any reticence to get into the tub beyond it being, like, the temperature of a normal hot tub, let's say? (laughs) They're not trying to cook you, but there is some steam. Okay, I'm not going to get, like, blistered, at least by the temperature of the water. Okay. It's just a little bit hotter than you like it. All right, I will wait for it to cool a little bit more then. Whenever you're ready. (laughs) She's waiting for you to to disrobe. (laughs) Flint's reputation precedes him. I'll, I'll, I'll dip my foot in gingerly. And if I don't feel anything wrong with it immediately, I'll just disrobe and, and, and jump in, climb in. That's good. Grace looks impressed. By by what particularly? <laughs> that you were able, <laughs> that you were <laughs> that you were able to <laughs> to tolerate the hot water. Okay, <laughs> great. Soak for twenty minutes. Let us know if the water gets too cold. Your comfort is our main concern. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you can sink right into the tub. It's quite relaxing. Then Grace looks over at Lance with a hollow smile. Lance, could you give me a hand in the other room? Yes. Yeah, it's like she's talking to a child. Okay. But Lance does stand up and begins to follow Grace out of the room. Uh. They do give you probably 20 minutes to relax in the tub, and you're just soaking. They didn't give you soap or anything like that. The water is getting a little bit cold, but eventually Grace and Lance return. How is everything? Everything is uh, very nice, thank you. That's wonderful to hear. And she, sorry. Oh no. (laughs) She steps closer to the tub, Father. Mm Mm-hmm. Grace is carrying a new bucket, but this one's not steaming. Lance is carrying a platter of food and drink, and he sets that down on the bench beside you. This will speed up the cleansing. Then Grace pours out the contents of that bucket into the water, and it looks like large black flower petals. Some of them are sinking, others are floating... Maybe these are from that beautiful garden, but you don't remember seeing any flowers like this. And that tray Lance brought back, it has an assortment of hors d'oeuvres. Grace gestures for Lance to present that to you. All right, so I'm going to present those to Father Flint. 
Mm. There are what look like little summer sausages wrapped in something leafy. They smell delicious, and they remind you of the food from the Angry Bird Saloon and the Fulton Place Hotel. And there's a small glass. It's filled with something like tea, but it's a little bit thicker than tea. We've prepared a light snack for you. Help yourself. The things we've prepared will make you strong. I, I'm starving. I feel like I haven't eaten in days. When was the last time I ate? <laughs> we always forget to eat. So I think you're right. <laughs> no, we had breakfast. Didn't we have breakfast at the hotel? Oh my God, was that the same day? It's like five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the continental breakfast at the hotel. You did have breakfast, but that was about eight hours ago. So I'm hungry. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I'll definitely, if my buddy Lance is bringing me food, I know he had a good sense of taste. So whatever he's offering, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll be ravenous enough to, to take a couple. Okay, sure. You can take a couple of those wrapped sausages and eat those. Yeah. They're really difficult to chew, but they taste phenomenal. The texture is interesting. They're crunchier than you expected. You almost have to swallow them whole. Oh, that's weird. But that drink might help wash them down. Yeah, I mean, does the beverage have like a certain viscosity or just like a normal, is it a beer or water? Well, I described it as tea, but it's quite viscous. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little sludgy, but it does help the sausages go down. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like the bottom of a kombucha. (laughs) Yeah, you can shake it up. (laughs) You're not supposed to shake your kombucha. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the rule. I looked that up. You can Google that later. You ruin it. You ruin your kombucha. Which, that's a big character piece for Father Flint that I had in my notes very early on, which is like, he loves brewing his own kombucha. And y'all <laughs> just skipped it over. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'll have to go back and read those. Right. <laughs> okay, so you've eaten some of the hors d'oeuvres, and you drank some of the beverage... You're soaking in this bathtub with those black flower petals, the ones Grace added to the water. Brandon, give me a reality check for Father Flint. Great. That's a 16. That has to be something. That has to be a pass. What is my sanity's a 28? You pass the reality check, which means... Things are about to turn bleak for Father Flint. Oh, good. That's nice. Yeah. The first thing you realize is that these are not flower petals. The bathtub is filled with giant leeches. (laughs) And many of these leeches are already clinging to your body. Yeah. That's gotta suck. (laughs) (laughs) They're not particularly painful, But there's a good amount of blood in the water. Yeah, there are at least a dozen of these in there with you. Okay. The next thing you'll notice is that Lance does not look alive. At least not the way normal people look. Oh. He's almost translucent. And he's staring ahead rather blankly with glassy eyes. And you can see veins pulsing under his skin. You suspect that Lance really wasn't talking to you at all, and you were probably having some sort of delusion. He doesn't seem talkative. And his left hand is missing. 
But then it dawns on you that those tasty hors d'oeuvres were Lance's severed fingers. And you can see remnant fingers on the serving tray. You get this sensation of a fingernail stuck in your teeth. Finger food. <laughs> oh, so so I ate some fingers. Yeah. How many how many fingers did I eat? Let's say Flint ate three fingers, or at least partial fingers. Three fingers. Three of Lance's fingers in my body. Like a three-finger combo. Now, the little glass, it looks like that contains coagulated blood, but it's a little darker than that. Oh. And you can see a blood smear near the rim where you put your lips. Uh, so I obviously am going to freak out a little. Right? Am I allowed? Does the sanity, the bout of madness, allow me to freak out or no? Yes, your bout of madness is going to end with that past reality check. You can't deny what's really going on here, at least as far as Father Flint can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> right. These people are monsters. Okay. Is everything okay, Father? And I won't take any additional sanity for this since you're coming out of a bout of madness and any additional loss would automatically send you into a new one. Thank you. So, okay, I'm just going to kind of, as much as I can, spring out of the tub, right? As, And I mean, I don't know if there's like leeches that are trying to suck me back down or something. But <laughs> <laughs> The leeches aren't going to keep you in the tub, but some of them are clinging to you. Okay. And I'm, I'm pulling them off furiously, though, like as much as I can. And I'm obviously not getting them all, but I'm, I'm ripping them off. And is that leaving any damage or is that just like more of a suction cup being pulled off? You won't take any damage. You just have these red rings on your body and you're bleeding quite a lot. Okay. Maybe you're having a Gordy moment <laughs> for Father Flint here from Stand By Me. And as you do this, Grace looks concerned. Stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? So I, I jump out. I'm completely naked. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm honestly going to like, but I'm going to kind of barrel full force into Grace, trying to like get past her and out of the room. She's going to try to stop you. Yeah, Grace is holding that empty leech bucket and she'll try to swing that at you as you run toward her. It sounds like you're doing this aggressively, so give me a fighting brawl roll for Father Flint. (laughs) I rolled very well for Grace. I rolled uh, very poorly for Flint. uh, A 92, I think, probably. Okay. Grace has a hard success in the fight back. The floor is slippery. It's covered in water and blood. Great, great. And as you try to rush Grace, she swings that bucket. And it seems like she's aiming for your midsection. But since you're slipping, instead the bucket hits you in the head as you're collapsing to the floor. <sighs> and your head bounces off the tile. <laughs> Is this how I die? <laughs> and before we continue, let's cut over to see how Ellie's holding up. She's having these visions. Okay, where am I now? 
This looks like some kind of earthen pit, possibly an open grave. And above, there's a thick canopy of leaves and tree branches reaching into the sky. Well, it's almost like the branches are being pulled into the sky by invisible tethers connecting them to a mass of stars. Oh, perfect. Can I get out of here? You're an established climber now, so you can clamber out of here into the dense forest. Yeah, this area is thick with trees, but you're not getting the smell of evergreens. There's a rot on the air. Lovely. As you step away from the open ground where you climbed out, your footsteps fall silent on a thick bed of pine needles, and those are tickling the bottoms of your bare feet. I'll look around for a moment. The trees here are large, and they all seem to lean in toward you from every direction. Give me a spot hidden roll. Ooh, 16. Very nice. And with that, you'll notice that the trees are weeping sap. But this isn't thick like sap. Well, it's not sap at all, really, is it? This looks like milk running down the tree bark. Yeah. And the knot holes on the trees, they open up to reveal eyes. But they aren't human eyes. They're blue with these slit-shaped black pupils. Maybe goats. And your name is being carried on the wind. God, that's super creepy. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. Okay, I'll get closer to one of the trees. Can I touch the bark? Yes, you can. And the tree lets out something like a moan when you brush the bark. And that bark is soft and warm and fleshy. Gross. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ew, I'm going to stop doing that immediately. <laughs> fleshy. God, cup, come on. When you stop, you'll notice that Lance's name is carved into the tree. Okay, I'll call out for him. Lance? Is there a way out of this forest? The wind answers. <sighs> Looking off in the distance, you do see a building. It might be a woodshed. I'll run toward that. Okay, as you move away from the tree... It doesn't seem to want to let you leave, Ellie. Roots spring up from the ground, and the branches reach out to you. Give me either a jump or a dodge roll to see how easily you can clear this area. I never get to jump, so let's do that. They're the same number. Of course I failed. Okay, you try to leap over these thick roots that are now bursting from the ground between you and that shed. But your foot gets caught up underneath, and you fall hard to the ground. And then you feel what might be weeds, or maybe it's those pine needles. But they're like tendrils. They're moving over your skin, caressing you and pulling at your skin as you lie there. It's quite unnerving. And as vines begin to wrap around your wrists, give me another power roll, Alex. Yeah. 32, that's an ordinary success. 
Yeah, as the vines are fighting to entangle you, Ellie, somehow you're able to break free, and you can run for the woodshed if you'd like. That seems better, yeah. Okay, you're nearing this dilapidated wood structure, and you'll now recognize this as your father's workshop. There's smoke coming out of a small chimney pipe on the roof, and the door is conveniently cracked open. Great. I'll go inside. As you step through, you hear your name on the wind one more time. It sounds... longing? Ellie. I'll close the door. Okay. Inside the workshop, you'll see your father working at his bench. He's sitting on a stool, and he's wearing coveralls. It sounds like he's chiseling stone. Now, your father was a hobbyist and a craftsman, so it wasn't uncommon to find him working on projects like this. And he's singing to himself. Hush don't you cry. Go to sleep, my little baby. I want to walk up to him. Dad? When you wake, you shall have all the pretty little horses. I'll walk up to see what he's doing and put my hand on his shoulder. You can see in front of him that he's chiseling away at a block of stone. It looks like he's carving a large bird. Yeah, it's an ibis. Just like the one on top of the fountain in Brock's courtyard. It looks to be about the same size, and its feet are anchored deep into the block of stone. I want to look at him. Okay, he's on a stool, so you can turn him around to face you. But as his face circles into view, his eye sockets are empty. And there's a swirling void where his eyes should be. You gaze into this abyss, and you see a blue and white planet in the distance. Give me an intelligence roll. 54, that's a pass. You'll know, Ellie, that this is Earth. And there's another planet rolling toward it from space. This is a black planet, and you might not have even noticed it in the void, if not for blood-red hairline fractures across the surface. And you're looking into this deeply, Ellie. You aren't even in the workshop now. You're floating in space. And as that black planet rotates toward Earth, the fissures begin to pull apart and rip like flesh. And the surface is this beautiful array of fractals now. And those are emanating light. And the light, you don't even recognize the color. It's beyond description, but it's beautiful. Give me one more power roll. Ugh, 73. Not even close. Okay. You could spend 23 points of luck to turn that into a success. Which leaves me with what? You'd have five left. Yeah, let's spend it. (laughs) 
I mean, this seems like an appropriate time. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where it makes sense. (laughs) So you spend the luck and pass another power roll. And the layers of twisted black rocks and spires and oily gray lakes just fall off this planet. And it's dissolving to dust before your eyes. Inside, you see a cloaked child figure. And he's reaching out to you. The child is tethered to you by a chain, Ellie. Follow me, Ellie. And the chain snaps as the child is pulled backward into darkness. Cool, cool. (laughs) Can I have a minute to process all of this? Yeah, take your time. And then we have a few more rolls to make. Okay, where are we now? You're back inside that cramped enclosure. The porthole is covered, and you're lying here processing those visions you just experienced. Let's begin with a sanity check. 43. That's close, but it is a failure. And I'm going to ask you for a big sanity loss, potentially. 3d20. That's going to be one for each of your visions. And Ellie, you'll believe that you've just gone through some kind of process in Colin Brock's mansion, some kind of awakening. And these roles are going to determine how this process affected you. Now, you've seen some people in this town who appear to be broken and possibly by the process you just went through, while others have become enlightened, so to speak. So let's see where things fall for Ellie. That seems bad either way, so just roll it three times? Yeah, you can give me each one or just the total. Altogether, it's 27. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Okay, that could have been worse, but you will lose 27 sanity points, which brings you all the way down to six. Wow. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) <laughs> you're worse off than me congratulations <laughs> we didn't we didn't think it could be done <laughs> do you want to give a speech <laughs> i have nothing to say it will be incoherent <laughs> i'm gonna ask you to add an equal amount to your cthulhu mythos since you've gone through this process so 27 points there holy shit oh damn And you've lost more than one-fifth of your sanity today. So add another five points to that Mythos score for 32 total. You get that five points for your first bout of madness. I love it. (laughs) Now, for this bout of madness, you were able to resist the influence of three different cosmic entities in those visions. And you did that with past power rolls. You realize that in the vision from the bedroom, from the nursery, Colin Brock fused you to another entity, but you feel like it no longer controls you. You're still connected, but you're in charge. You believe that it's now up to you, Ellie, to restore order to the universe, to stop Colin Brock's plans. You are more powerful than Colin Brock. You've never been more sure of anything in your life. (laughs) Ellie, you are the one. 
Hell yeah. Oh snap, it was me all along. Oh shit. It's over for all you hoes. (laughs) 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 I don't... (laughs) Sounds to me like he fucked around and it's time to find out. Yeah, she's about to catch these hands. Tentacles. (laughs) God, it's the best day of my life. The rest of us are dying and falling apart, and she's, like, <laughs> growing into a super being. This podcast is a feminist triumph. <laughs> it's pretty dope, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it just took all of her luck. Yeah, and let's cut back to Father Flint, who's going to need some luck in this cleansing ritual. You are out of your bout of madness, but Grace just struck you in the head with a bucket as you were trying to escape the room. Love it. You're lying naked on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's not too late for you, Father. Stop this. As Grace says this, she's towering over you. It looks like her bucket's fallen to the ground. And I'm going to roll for your damage. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's five damage, and you have three hit points remaining. And you are reeling from this shot to the head. That was a large bucket. So your first attempt to rush Grace, that failed. And unfortunately, you have created a combat situation, and you have the lowest dexterity of anyone in the room. Even of Lance being a zombie? Yeah, he has a 15 dex penalty for the hand and for being dead, but he's still ahead of you. Dang. You are slower than a zombie. (laughs) Great. (laughs) He's a pretty fresh zombie, though. Sure. And Lance actually has the same dex as Grace now. Since she just hit you with the bucket, I'm going to let Lance act first. Okay. How is Flint doing after falling to the ground like that? I think I'm getting my senses together, but I am kind of maybe hands and knees on the ground. On all fours, yeah. Okay, so you could spring up at any moment, but you are collecting yourself after a brutal hit. And you'll see Lance lunging at you as you're down on all fours. His teeth are bared and he's slobbering. He's very clearly not himself, and he's going to attempt to bite your right arm. Okay. Would you like to dodge, or would you like to fight back? No, I would like to dodge. With half my dex, yeah. Alright, let's roll against each other then. Alright, I rolled a six, so... A six? Damn! And I failed with a 66... What does this look like? By me springing out of the tub, I feel like the water has probably really made that floor slick. So I'm springing back up from all fours. Lance is lunging towards me, but I'm able to kind of move away from him. He's able to slip because he's a zombie, as we remember. He has some decks, but he is a zombie. So he he actually falls, I hope, uh, trying to, to bite me. That was great. Father Flint dodged out of the way, and Lance kind of slides across the floor and into a wall. Grace is going to get the next turn. Remember that her bucket swing? That was a fight back on your attack. Good. She's going to come at you this time with a dagger, 
It's something she's unsheathed from her belt. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's just fight. I'm, I'm going to fight. All right, I got a 009, so. Okay, I have a regular success, but you have a hard success. So you are going to be able to do some damage here. How are you fighting back as Grace runs at you with a dagger? So I'm kind of feeling, I, I guess being dexterous is not really fighting back, but I am uh, attempting to disarm her, right? So at the same time as she's coming towards me, I'm trying to do as much as I can to turn her away from me and get her towards the tub. Is kind of been my MO. And I'm trying, I mean, hopefully this was enough of a success, but I would love to be able to dunk her into the tub. <laughs> What you described, it might be more of a maneuver than an attack, but let's say you're trying to get her into the tub, but you also end up doing some damage. Right, yeah, it's not going to be, I'm not John Wick, I'm just doing as much as I can. Father Flint, you can grab a handful of fabric from Grace's robe, and you can turn her toward the tub. She's going to fall in and she'll end up banging her head on the edge. Yeah, she's thrashing and struggling to get out of those leech-infested waters. How much damage are we doing? That's a four. And you're going to do four points of damage here. Grace thunked her head pretty hard, and now she's also weighed down by wet clothing. And it looks like one of those leeches has latched onto her face. Ah! That's a great round for you. And now it's your turn. What would you like to do? Are the leeches doing anything to those hit points? Do you know what I mean? Like, is is being covered with leeches on her face now? Because no leeches were on my face, really. I was in the water. It was on my body. No, I'm giving her the same leech rules you got. And it's not doing additional damage. Okay. I will, however, give you a bonus die if you go after Grace, because she's in a really bad spot here. She's stuck in the tub. Yes. And then I would, I would be rolling again, fighting the 32. Yeah, that's right. She's just going to do whatever she can to dodge you. And out of the corner of your eye, Father, you see some of those leftover fingers wriggling across the platter. That's good. Do I feel them wriggling in my body? Like, did I swallow them whole, or did I chew them a little bit? You did your best to chew them, but you mostly swallowed them. <laughs> After seeing this, you might think you feel them slithering around in your stomach. You know, maybe it's worth it. They looked and smelled great. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pretty slow guy, so I'm going to say Grace has time to clamor out of the tub, and she's now on her feet peeling a leech away from her cheek. Yeah, I'm slow. I feel like there's not any better scenario. I'd rather, like, get a couple... You know, like, here, the best case scenario is that I'm able to somehow incapacitate both of them, and then I'm able to get my bearings, put on some clothes, and sneak out stealthily as opposed to having people alerted. That's the, that is the ultimate best case scenario, which is not going to happen, so I might as well... Because I'm going to run around naked. Yeah. The door is closed, so there's a pretty good chance nobody in this house knows what's going on. Where where did that bucket go? Good question. You know, the leech bucket is on the ground, and I'll say you can reach that in time for this attack. <laughs> Great, let's do it. Let's get the bucket. 
I'm bucket man. I gave Grace D6 with the heavy-duty bucket, so I'll give you the same. Okay, give me that fighting brawl, and give me that with a bonus die. She's going to try to dodge. Alright, that was a 76, so I'm going to roll the... And that was a 16. I'm just doing great. This is the only time I've ever rolled well. Where are you aiming? I'm going to hit her on the head. Everything has been going to the head so far. I'm going to do as much as possible damage to the head. Okay. Give me a D6. That's a three. She got three off. With three points of damage, the bucket's going to connect with the side of her head. (sighs) And she staggers backward into the wall. She peels another leech off of her face, and she looks furious. You can't win, Father. Even if you kill me, there are dozens of people in this house. (laughs) Lance is going to act next, and he's seen what you've done to Grace here. He's going to instinctively run at you as you're following through with that bucket, and he'll try to bite your neck. Mm. Okay. Here's a question, which is, I'm, I'm going to roll, but if he bites me, do I become a zombie? <laughs> not that you know of. That's not how he turned. <laughs> well, you raised him up, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, well, I rolled a 61, so. You're going to be in a little bit of trouble here, or you might be. He's getting D4 damage, and you have three hit points left. <laughs> This could be it. Oh, I rolled a one. (gasps) I'm alive, baby. Yeah. Father Flynn is hanging in there with two hit points. (laughs) Now, I mentioned that Grace is very angry after the bucket, and she's standing near the wall. She's going to run at you with the dagger, and she'll attempt to stab you in the chest. Would you like to fight back, or are you dodging? Yeah, let's dodge it this time. Now I'm going to dodge. Ooh, she failed. It doesn't matter. I think Grace is disoriented from everything that's happened in a very short amount of time in here. And she whiffs with the dagger. She brings it down about three inches in front of you, Father. (sighs) Yeah, the bucket to the head must have thrown her depth perception. But it's your turn to act. You've just taken a nibble on the neck from Lance. Yeah, I love nibble. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Grace is standing in front of you, seething mad, and it is your turn. And I still have the bucket in my hand? Yeah, you do. So, uh, I'm going after Grace. Okay, she's the more dangerous of the two, and she's reeling. She'll try to duck under the bucket this time because you've become predictable. Great, yeah, I am very predictable. Okay, I got a 31, which is a regular success. She failed! Oh my god, this is incredible. (laughs) You're going to hit her with the bucket again, obviously. Great. This time you'll catch her under the chin on the upswing. Oh! And I need that damage roll. I rolled a six. Wow. So, okay, with that attack, Grace's head, it snaps backward, and you can see, Father, that her body goes limp. She falls to the floor, and a tile cracks under her ear. Love it. Lance saw what you did to Grace, and he's not too far away. (laughs) 
great. I think he's on automatic pilot to attack you. Uh, I'm going to fight. Uh, try to get the hit points down, and then that's probably better for my luck as well. But Yeah, that's not happening. That's an 88, so... Yeah, Lance runs up and bites your face around the nose. <laughs> and he's pulling side to side, tearing your beautiful face. <laughs> right. When he releases you, he spits your nose out onto the floor and slowly returns to sit on that bench as the room spins. Okay, let me roll damage first. (laughs) Oh, no. Father, you're lying on the floor next to your nose. Is it it? Is that it? Okay, if you'd like, I will give you one last opportunity to crawl to the door, open it, and make a final sprint down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing it. What does that entail? What what does that take for me to do that? Nothing. This is cinematic. (laughs) Blood is gushing from your face. You're naked. You're afraid. There's no time to get dressed. You could pass out at any moment. And you make a dash through the tacky decor of the Great Hall, moving toward the front door. And when you get there and open the door, Colin Brock is standing there nose... (laughs) 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 Toe to toe. (laughs) And you can hear Lance's footsteps behind you. Covered in you know, blood, maybe a a leech still on my back, about to pass out completely naked. And you said Colin Brock is right there. Oh yeah, he's he's right there. And he looks unfazed by your appearance. Colin Brock, I'll see you in hell. (laughs) Okay. Okay. At that moment, Father, perhaps you wanted to say more. Perhaps you wanted to continue. But you feel something crawling up your throat. And you get this terrible sensation, like things are beginning to burrow behind your face, digging through your sinuses, even into your brain. And the last thing you experience, Father Flint, is one of your eyeballs being pushed out from behind and dangling there by the optic nerve as one of Lance's fingers finds its way out of your body. You lose consciousness as Lance's earlier attack got you to zero, and you will not regain it. You are alone, Father Flint, and help is not on the way. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolf Pack at patreon.com slash Slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.